0: By the way, all the the, the people that you're now referring to as grifters, the reason you're calling them grifters isn't just because, okay, maybe they're getting some checks from places, it's because a year ago, every single Same. one of them yes. knew that DeSantis was yes. the best freaking governor in America. Yeah. And, and now they think he's evil mm-hmm. or they pretend or purport that he's evil and yeah. they know it is bullshit. And yeah. that's what makes you a grifter. I'm not saying it's about the check. What makes you a grifter is taking somebody that you know is the standard bearer of all of the ideas you purport to believe in yeah. and then pretending they're owned by Soros when he's the only guy who has fired oh, yeah. two Soros prosecutors. make sure
1: that's clean. All right. And we are live on the All American Savage Show podcast. I am your host, John Burke, here with a uh, a guy you may have heard of. I, I don't really know. I mean, do you have, do you have a prominent voice? Like, I don't know. Do people really know who you are? <laughs> the one and only day. Do you have the internet?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I'm grateful. I know you're a very busy dude. Do you have this? You seem like you've got a very good production team over there. Um, Cause like they you know, it was nice to finally go through. I've, I've had a few guests on to where their level of professionalism was just kind of like, how are you a mainstream name and you can't get basic <laughs> things done? But it was very fluid. I'm very thankful. Thanks to your team. They made it very easy to get in touch with you and stuff like that. So thanks for coming on the show.
0: Yeah, John, it's my pleasure. Uh, yeah, I do have a pretty professional team. Watch this. I've got a guy that right now is going to bring me a cup of coffee. You're going to see his hand. Come into the screen <laughs> on my right side. Watch this. Watch this. It's going to just magically appear in my hand in three, two, one. Look at that. Look at that. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm working Check with. Check this over here. Out. Watch this. I got the same thing, Dave. Three, two. Th- Thank you. No, Thank no, you. no. <laughs> no, you have to have another person no, that that's okay. his only job paying minimum wage. <laughs> he hands me the cup of coffee. Uh, no, I have a great team here. You know, I, I, as you awesome. know, I've been doing this for a long time now, yeah. so it's kind of funny I'm 47, I'm not that old, but like in the YouTube years of or whatever you want to call the mm. punditry class, yeah. like I'm kind of an old vet at this point. So I've built out a couple of businesses through this and we've built yeah. out a whole bunch of studios and I've got awesome. just an absolute airtight uh, team. And since you said a couple of nice things about me, let me say something nice about you, which is <laughs> that in this last year that has gotten, you know, politics and social media and mm. it's all making everybody crazy and wacky. And I think it's exposing a lot of people yeah. Uh, as dishonest actors, and some people are mm-hmm. really shining. And you came on my radar. I don't know, maybe about six months or so ago. And I was, I saw a couple tweets that got kind of retweeted into my feed, and I was like, this guy's kind of making sense. And you know how it is. Mm. You start seeing somebody, you yep. see them a little more and more, and you're like, all right, let me click over to that profile. What's going on over here? Yeah. Watched a couple of your videos. I saw a few more tweets. I started following you, and it's like. There aren't that many roughly sane people out there right now that mm-hmm. are trying to do this in a, in a somewhat, I would say, honest way. And I put you on that list. Uh, so I'm happy oh, to you. be talking to you.
1: Th- no, I appreciate that because it, it brings up a topic conversation that um, the last I, I remember when Turning Point and the likes of them first hit the scene years ago and, you know, you got invited to a lot of those events and. You know, I I saw what was going on with the grifting political class uh, of influencers. And let's not even deny the fact that these influencers exist for a reason. They are effective at what they do. It's it's a interesting way of changing the political landscape in the future by utilizing influencers that have larger reaches. Think of it like radio for the Internet. Mm -hmm. Um, But a lot of these people, it seems as if they have gone the way of the paycheck over principles, constitutionally sound principles. What have you seen in regards to the landscape changed over time in, in that regard?
0: Yeah, you know, it's kind of interesting because if you look at the last, well, let's go back a couple decades for a second and set it up properly. So, you know, if you look at America, 1960s, 1970s, even into the 80s, you had basically NBC News, CBS News, ABC News. They were all on at 6:30. Was the prime time program? Man, and you're really showing your age on this one. I'm <laughs> you're really, really showing, showing I, your age. It, trust me, <laughs> there'll be something valuable. I promise you, it'll be like listening to a story from Grandpa, and at the end there will be a valuable nugget. <laughs> Here we go. You basically they were they covered the same thing for that half hour, pretty much. Maybe the order was a little bit different, but the basic Overton window of the stories was the same. And you pretty much like your parents probably picked one that they watched based on whether they just happened to like. Peter Jennings or they like Tom Brokaw or whoever else. And that's kind of how it went. Then of course cable, you know, CNN came around first, which I think was early '80s. Then eventually Fox News and MSNBC came out. I think in the same month, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Then we get you know wider channels. You get the internet. You get everything else. And then you have just like this like crazed punditry class across the board. It opens up the Overton window, so we're all, we're able to talk about a lot of other things. We're able to hear a whole bunch of new opinions, and that's all great. Mm-hmm. And and really that's what kind of put me on the map because I just was like, hey. Let me talk to people across the aisle. It doesn't seem like anyone's doing that. I'm not going to shout at anybody. Let me see if I can build some bridges. That's gotten very hard to do over the years because everyone's kind of gone polarized. Off the right very polarized. yeah, very polarized. But I would say it, to directly answer your question, what I have seen in the last couple years is that a certain set of people that I think were were relatively good actors for a while, the pressure gets to you. The clicks mm. start getting to you. The fame mm. starts getting to you. The The algorithm starts getting to you. And you just start doing the thing that will fuel mm. the money for you or the machine or the fame or whatever. And, and we can all become sub, uh, subjected to that. I'm not even denying that to some extent, maybe I have been affected by it. I try mm. to... Not be and I try to be very aware of that and I discuss it with my producer all the time. How do we make sure we're not just playing to the base all the time? Uh, On my show today, I mean, I I hit a couple people that I like a lot, but I was trying to call balls and strikes honestly. But unfortunately, the pressures of the system and where you can make your money and then where you know you're talking about the 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 sort of these nonprofits that then use the influencers. You know, if you're just an influencer, you get out of college or you're a few years out, you're making next to nothing. And next thing you know, this nonprofit, they're going to pay you 10 grand for a 15 minute speech and they're going to fund you and send you here. And You might start saying some things you don't believe or you might just start saying the things that they want you to say. And that is just a real thing. It's just real. And and, uh, we just should all be aware of that.
1: Yeah. No, I I totally I totally agree with you on that one, because it did seem like a lot of these people when they first hit the scene, they were saying a lot of things that I agreed with. You know, I always compare it to like in in the religious world, it goes back to what does the Bible say in the political worlds, What does the Constitution say? So a lot of these people, I felt like their message at first, excuse me, um, with the likes of Kirk and the rest of them, it resonated with a lot of people. But then you start to see the idol worship of the likes of Donald Trump, the politician. And let's not even kid ourselves. This doesn't happen just in the Trump camp. This happens in every camp. I've seen it in the DeSantis camp. It's to be expected. You are going to have the zealots within the group. They're going to go above and beyond. Um, and to where it's like, for me, my positioning is that I, I feel like we have really lost our way as a country when our politicians are in the same level now of reality television stars. Uh, these are politicians. Politicians. They should be viewed with extreme skepticism, just like the police or any organization that has a certain level of power given it to it by the people should be viewed with extreme paranoia because it's very easy to see that power go to their head. And so a lot of these people, like you said, when the money starts pouring in, they start adopting positioning that is kind of contrary to the Constitution. And that's that's what I've seen. So I will say I've got a lot of respect for the fact that you do stand on your principles uh, as far as going against um, the political narrative as far as the Trump influencers tell me about when you first uh, because I don't know when did you first decide that you wanted to go for DeSantis versus Trump and how did that go for you as far as your friends your social media what was the implications that came with this
0: yeah it's interesting because in some ways it wasn't a decision it was just the obvious uh, outcome of my life So, you know, I very publicly, two years ago, this week actually, it was two years ago on December 17th, uh, I very publicly moved to Florida from California, living in LA. I had had it with COVID. I had campaigned with Larry Elder for the recall of Gavin Newsom. That went horribly awry. Three days after the recall, I got audited by the state. So that tells you everything you need to know about Cali. That was the exact day I put my house for sale. I was gone in two months brought two companies here, my family, a whole bunch of employees, everybody is now flourishing and that's doing awesome. great here. Uh, you know, I'm in the Miami area and Locals, which obviously is the tech company that I started that's now part of Rumble. Oh, Locals uh, is got, yours, I didn't know yeah, that. I, oh, okay. I started Locals, It was it was my idea. Uh, built it, we eventually merged with Rumble. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I mentioned that because we moved locals here as well. Locals is in Miami, mm-hmm. Rumble is on the other side in Sarasota, but, so we've got a whole bunch of infrastructure here and companies here and all, and awesome. all of that. I no longer run Locals anymore because we did uh, we did sell the company, but I, I guide on policy and things like that, uh, or consult, I should say. Uh, but the the short answer to your question is, I saw how much better my life got by moving to the free state of Florida. Uh, seeing what not only low taxes, obviously, that was, they've always had no income tax here, so it wasn't about taxes. I was moving because of mask mandates and Vax mandates, and I was moving because of crime and drugs and all all of the (laughs) stuff that everybody watching this knows about. And I came here and I saw a place that was set up properly, where we believed in law and order, where the streets were clean, all of those things. And by the way, you get some more money in your pocket and there's less uh, restrictions on how to start businesses and all of those things. And then what happens is you start looking around and you go, man, people are smiling more here, they're happier more, the stores are packed more, the restaurants are packed. Uh, there's no just like urban blight everywhere. You don't yeah. see homeless people all over the place. As a matter of fact, I, I tell the story all the time, but I just love this. One day, about two months ago, we're doing my show and I was going through the numbers of homeless people in, uh, in Los Angeles and San Francisco. So Los Angeles uh, has about 30,000 homeless people and San Francisco, sorry, sorry, I'm doing it backwards. Los Angeles has about 70,000 and San Francisco has about 30,000, but Los Angeles is much bigger than San Francisco. That's why in San Francisco, it's very concentrated, right? LA is this sprawling thing. But anyway, I mentioned those two numbers and I look at my phone, I I, I said on the show, live streaming, I said, I wonder what the numbers are in Miami. And I look at my phone and the mayor texted me. He was watching my (laughs) show, the mayor of Miami. And he says, Dave, we have about 600 in Miami and I'm working on it. I saw him two or three days ago. We're down to about 400 right now. I mean, think about that level of good Mm -hmm. governance. And so the reason I ended up supporting DeSantis, obviously was because he was Mm -hmm. the guy, especially during covid That made Florida, as he calls it, the citadel for freedom. And when I see the recipe for how America could be fixed, it's everything that we've done here in Florida. Now, America may not want that. The Trump base may not want that. The the MAGA people may not want it. The mainstream certainly doesn't want it. And that will all remain to be seen over what you know what happens in about a month from right now. But you know, when people are like, oh, you sold out to DeSantis, or (laughs) like, what's in it for you? I'm like look at my life. I've never taken a dime from any campaign, nor would I ever. Mm -hmm. I don't know anyone that's been more forthright in that. And, you know, the funny thing is that, you know, I think Iowa's going to go well. I really do. I I think he's done a great job. He's gone to 99 counties. And then the real question for the future will be what happens for those next four or five days before New Hampshire? Because, If if DeSantis does well, the media is gonna go into overtime to make sure nobody sees that because yep. they want Trump because Trump's gonna lose. Like yeah. these are basic things that I think most people understand. Um, but if DeSantis does well, if we can keep the pressure on for those four days, I do think things can change. But the point is, if I was selling out or something like that, who banks on the guy supposedly down by 50 points? Bro, like, that's that's just, what I
1: say too. It's kind of like, you know, you're getting, when you take a position that's contrary into, yeah. again, the narrative of Trump and the rest of them, instantly and a lot of these, these you know, you got to consider the source on a lot of these comments. Like, they're coming from people with like 18 followers. Their account was created like two months ago. It's like, oh, okay. No,
0: they're bots but, and trolls yeah, and yeah. They're, they're, by the way, a lot of them are farmed out of people that work in oh, Trump yeah. land. And oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's funny to me that they say it's like, it doesn't make Sense when they when they talk about it's like you sold out, it's like, okay, how does selling out make sense if I go to the less popular guy? Explain that to me.
0: John, there's no selling out to DeSantis. DeSantis is a governor of very humble means who doesn't have a place like Mar-a Lago that he can wine and dine you. I've I've had dinner there. Uh, it's pretty freaking cool to go there and see the president of the United States and see the parties and the celebrities and all the crazy characters. It's kind of like going to the cantina on Tatooine. You know, you see all these people. (laughs) I love that that, you just made that that reference. I just love that you
1: made that reference. Fair (laughs) enough, fair (laughs) enough. And
0: believe me, these women in West Palm Beach, have you ever seen their faces? I mean, they look like aliens, you know, like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they got the clown face going on. Yeah, like, you yeah. got hammerhead, and you know. I don't know if I want to date you. Or we're gonna go neck. kill the Batman.
1: As like, I can't yeah. tell <laughs> what we're doing. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, yeah But yeah. the but the point is like there is. And I'm not saying everyone in Trump land is a grifter. I'm not, obviously. And I've, by the way, I think there's so many good cases to make for Trump. I just don't think he's making those cases. But the point is, if you were going towards grifting or where you could make money or find fame or friends or whatever, of course you would go to Trump land. You wouldn't go to DeSantis land. DeSantis is not noted as the the most friendly guy in the world. I actually think he's perfectly friendly and I've I've had drinks with him and his wife and he's kind of funny off the record and Mm -hmm. all that. But like, that's not, that's not the thing. It's not like you're gonna gain influence by yeah. going to this guy. He's a good governor and a good, decent human being. And that's why I'm supporting the guy. It really is as simple as that. Mm-hmm. that money and I must think those people yeah. know, by the way, all the, the, the people that you're now referring to as grifters, the reason mm-hmm. you're calling them grifters isn't just because, okay, maybe they're getting some checks from places. It's because a year ago, every single Same. one of them yes. knew that DeSantis yes. was the best freaking governor in America. Yeah. And and now they think he's evil mm-hmm. or they pretend or purport that he's evil, and yeah. they know it is bullshit. And yeah. that's what makes you a grifter. I'm not saying it's about the check. What makes you a grifter is taking somebody that you know is the standard bearer of all of the ideas you purport to believe in, yeah. and then pretending they're owned by Soros when he's the only guy who has fired oh, yeah. two Soros prosecutors, defending, pretending he's in bed with Paul Ryan when he met Paul Ryan once and it was your guy who has it said him. things about- Paul Ryan, we could do this with Karl Rove. I can do this for, with you know, we could do this for seven McCain, hours. McCain,
1: Romney, Ryan, uh, Lindsey Graham. It's, yeah. it's just, it, it seems like it's a coordinated effort. And those are the same people I can't stand. Those are the cultists that yeah. they make these bad faith arguments to where it's just like, there are people that have come after me now that I, I made a tweet the other day in regards to a certain person. I'm not even going to say her name anymore. It's like, I have blocked her I have moved on from these people because you cannot have any good faith conversations here yeah I, I resonate what resonates more with me is when we can have people in the Trump team come to the middle to say let's discuss policy. But when people shroud their position with blatant lies that are intentional lies, it's like, I don't want to talk to you anymore. There's nothing there to have a discussion about. And it's just, it's appalling to me that people will go to such extravagant lengths to back their guys. Like, look, if your guy is the one that we should be voting for, clearly his policy should reflect something that says, hey, this resonates with me. To listen to you talk about DeSantis, um, clearly
0: that's why you're voting for him. So, I'm happy to, we could go through every policy if you want, but I think, I think most people know that. And I do have one or two little differences with him, but you should have one or two little differences with the guy that you like. That's one thing. But you know, the other thing, John, and, and it will be interesting to see, we could do a show on either one of our channels after the Iowa caucus, happy to do it with you. But you know, if, if it does not go well, let's say it doesn't go well for uh, DeSantis in Iowa, and then it doesn't go well in New Hampshire. And then by South Carolina, it's really banged up and it looks like it's over. It's like, you know what? I'll still have a show the next day, and I'll say, look, I fought for the guy that yeah. I believed was the best guy. I yeah. still believe he's the best guy. I'll lick my chops, but my integrity will be intact. I would yeah. not have to twisted myself into a pretzel to defend craziness. Yeah. And I think that's another thing that you're probably responding to when you're talking about the grifters. Yeah. These people who are now defending things that they would be destroying. The when other Donald, when Donald Trump
1: sits there in an interview yeah. and says can a man become a woman he's like uh, uh. And I'm just saying it's like bro that's a simple biological question the answer is no but then I, I will not uh, bro. I'm not even gonna sit here and lie I look forward to the mental gymnastics that the influencer core and the magazine will now undergo to defend that positioning. It's like, oh, here, give me the popcorn. Give me the Michael Jackson maza, here we go. I can't wait to yeah, see yeah. how they're gonna spin this. But that's the thing that most people, I've, I've tried to really re- uh um, Rein it back in on Rumble because Rumble is a massive Trump platform, but that's also because the MAGA camp have pushed Rumble for a very, very long time. Naturally, mm-hmm. there's going mm-hmm. to be a massive presence of Trump people. But I I streamed the uh, town hall last night with DeSantis, and and by the way, even in that town hall, there was two issues like I don't agree with them on this one, especially with we talked about um. And you could probably be more more fluent on this because you live in Florida. But we talked yeah. about insurance prices like. His his positioning is talking about intervolving the state level government. It's like, I don't know if I like that because rarely do we ever see government step in and actually fix it for the people. But I'm not gonna sit here and speak to authority on that because I don't live there. I know that Florida is like Hurricane Alley. You guys yeah. get slammed all the time. Premiums are gonna be higher because they pay out more or more more frequent. It's like, but the positioning of should the state level get into it, it's like, I don't know. I, I don't know if I agree with that. and then the other one was abortion. I just wanted him to say, I will not sign a federal ban on abortion. Leave it to the states. I think that's the the premise behind why these independent states came together to be the United States of America. Let the states decide. And if a state doesn't go the way you want it to, baby, that's democracy. I don't like it. It's the same thing I know people make the homosexual argument all the time. It's like, look, if you don't agree with gay marriage, don't go marry a dude. Don't get
0: gay married.
1: (laughs) don't get gay married my brother's gay oh my brother's like super gay like he's he's like drag queen gay but he's one of those people that it was that's interesting. gay it's pretty, pretty gay. gay that's pretty gay i got oh by the way i got banned on tiktok because of you what yeah. did i do you being gay damn it uh, <laughs> no no it was uh we got invited <laughs> to do the tiktok live stream thing so I was like you know what let's let's open up the tiktok thing but in order to qualify i had to stream for 25 minutes prior uh, to be qualified for the live streaming thing so you can do the rtmp link and all that other stuff so I started streaming today and we were talking about you coming on the show. It's like, ah, damn, that that rampant homo, he's coming on the show. Ban me instantly. I'm like, oh my God, you can't even make a joke. You can't even make a joke. And so it's just, it's such a testament, but, but people talk about like the idea. If I'm a rampant
0: homo, then the homo thing really has uh, <laughs> lost, its all, lost all of its meaning. Like this is as gay as it gets for me, truly.
1: No. Like, bro, bro, a- my, my brother's gay, but it was very interesting because he was a hardcore Hillary supporter. He did the whole I'm with her stuff, but, and he's about six years older than me. And now when I talk to him, I was like, where do you stand now? He's like, the Democratic Party has lost me. They've gone off the rails with the identity politics. Um, it, it's gone too far. And so it's very interesting to use them as kind of like the, um, the metric to, to uh-huh. kind of gauge where the DNC is at right now. And the thing that perturbs me the most is right now the DNC has a massive, ma- we have a massive ability to strike at them. They have a, a big blatant hole in their armor and that, that hole is anti-Semitism. It has ripped the DNC apart. You have representatives, not just ones and twos, you have a lot of representatives over there that are showcasing blatant anti-Semitism on the daily. And we are so busy infighting over here. It's like we should be taking full advantage of this. And we're not. Grant, I know primaries are going to be a dirty business. But to see, to see where this country is in regards to what's going on in Israel and stuff, it's like, wow. It's like it's racism is bad towards black people, but when it comes to Jews, oh they're fair game. I'm like, I don't get this. Look,
0: this was this is unfortunately it's the obvious end of what intersectionality was gonna bring upon us, right? Yeah. You need the only way intersectionality and the only way that identity politics works is if the minorities are oppressed or at least perceived to be oppressed. Mm-hmm. So you cannot have a minority. Yeah that has been holocausted and pogromed across the world over time, yeah. you cannot have them succeed. And because Jews, and there's there's all sorts of, I think, philosophic and religious and spiritual reasons that Jews have succeeded, mm-hmm. um, because they have succeeded by the metrics that we rate success in, mm-hmm. in an American context, or really in a Western context, they don't fit into the calculator. So of course you are gonna have to throw the Jews out. And by the way, when you're throwing the Jews out, I mean, the Christians are next, that's the next thing. Uh, because you can even see that, you know, a week ago when when these freaking Hamas supporters and that's what they are. They're not pro-Palestine supporters and there never was a country called Palestine. But putting that aside, and when these here pro- we go. No. <laughs> yes,
1: there was, Dave. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah.
0: Who is the prime minister? Who yeah, is I know. The president? I do. I you know. know. in you know, this? Know, I know. Yeah. It's like I don't even want to get into the weeds
1: anymore with a lot of these bad faith actors because they're they're never gonna they will never acknowledge that. So it's like there has to be a foundation of truth that we can come together on and debate our points from. But when that foundation is non existent and you will not concede to the fact of like, look, Israel existed long before, long before. But
0: they'll never acknowledge that. So it's like what's the point? point? The freaking the, the ancient temple. I mean, the Wailing Wall, which is the I know you know this, but just for everyone oh, else no, for yeah, twenty yeah, yeah, seconds, yeah. it's the holiest site in Judaism. That's what everyone thinks, but actually, the Wailing Wall is just the last remainder of the retaining wall where the ancient temple was. That no that no serious historical scholar doubts that Jesus himself prayed, who was a Jew who lived in Judea. Mm-hmm. They now built a mosque on top of it. So who do you think was there first, the thing that is now there, or the thing that was beneath it? But uh, Islam okay, wasn't even that around back, that like, like
1: way back. That is like Islam wasn't even created. Created yet. Like, uh, Muhammad wasn't out there banging kids yet. Like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> oh, bro, wow, that's the really kind of podcast. Oh, dude, I don't <laughs> care. I don't care. I've been, you um, know, what are they going to cancer? I own my own company. So, Shell Shock CBD. By the way, shout out to shellshockcBD.com. Go check it out. We've been we've been tremendously successful. So, it's allowed good, me good. to be like in your own position when you are financially successful and you build that company, you build that platform based upon like, this is who I am. People, it's good. Like, Andy Frasilla. Andy Frasilla is another guy that, um, have
0: you been on his show yet? No, I don't. I'm not sure I know who that is, actually. Andy
1: Priscilla is the owner of First Form, and he is a very, very hardcore, um, he's more libertarian-esque, but he does a lot of great motivational. But Andy's platform is like, you know who I am. I'm an asshole, but I'm going to give you the truth, according to me. And it's never, like, biased to a degree. But when you build a platform like you've done, like I've done, it's kind of like, this is what to be expected. It's not going to be one of these things that we're going to sugarcoat some of these things. And I'm going to say some things that are very offensive, but I don't care. Because just like on TikTok, they ban you for making a gay joke. It's like, that's funny. I don't care. Yeah. Who you be, you, humor is subjective. But to say that only the humor that we allow, it's like man, your humor is yeah. not funny. I'm sorry. Some septum ring wearing obese, purple haired
0: lesbian is not funny. We saw that with Amy Schumer. She's not funny. She's so not funny. She's not funny. She's not funny. Yeah. Well, look, you're giving you're giving me a lot of things to hit here. I would say just to close out the, oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the yeah. crazy Jew thing with the, with the Democrats. Um, yes, there is a great opportunity for Republicans, moderates, whatever you want to say, just anyone other than Democrats to say, come on in, you know, the water is fine. You're going to be OK here. You might have thought we were the bad guys, but yeah. maybe we're not. And by the way, I see a ton of that happening. I have no doubt the Republicans will screw it up because the Democrats are evil. <laughs> but they're, but the Republicans suck. Right. Like, I'm telling you, man. I know. Yeah, yeah. Not in Florida. In Florida, we have great yeah. Republicans. We have a really strong system here. So I have no doubt they'll screw that up. But I want to jump back for a second to the two things that you said you have disagreements on with mm-hmm. DeSantis. Because I'm I'm actually with you on the abortion one. And I like mm-hmm. your 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 reasoning ultimately was, hey, but states can decide what they want to do, and that's the beauty of America. So I'm totally with you on that. Mm-hmm. On the six-week thing, yeah. you know, in Florida, until DeSantis signed the six-week thing, which we know is the heartbeat bill, mm-hmm. there was 15-week abortion here in Florida. And mm-hmm. every I've been to every freaking Republican event in Florida for the last two years, and I've hosted a lot of them around seed them, whatever it might be, yep. a lot with DeSantis himself. Abortion basically never came up because people were basically like, you know what, 15 weeks, I'm not thrilled, but it's not crazy, we're good. We're a sane society here in Florida. DeSantis, however, he had a personal belief that I had heard him discuss before on other podcasts and things, where he would say, you know, as a Catholic, I believe mm-hmm. six weeks heartbeat bill, blah, blah, blah. So he did what he thought was right as the chief executive of the state, which is totally within his right. I think it, I don't think it helps you win uh, if you're looking to get a national election done. So he may have been short-sighted in that, but he did what I believe he thinks is right. And that's what he was voted in to do. Um, I happen to be more in that, let's say 12 to 15 week spot myself. But, Mm -hmm. but again, if, if I put uh, in, in my hierarchy of importance, if I put abortion at the top, well, then I guess I would move to Cali yeah. where you can have nine-month abortions. So that's Jeez,
1: That's incredible. That's it's insane to me. Right. That's, but then, uh, nine the, then the,
0: the, uh, the insurance one, which we should only do for 30 seconds because people like No, it. I'm, I'm interested blowing. in hearing. Yeah. Give uh, well, me your look, opinion on thing, this. You already hit the main point, which yeah. is that Florida – we have had in the last two years two unbelievably catastrophic uh, uh, hurricanes. Earth, the, yeah. the real one though was a little over a year and a half ago was Hurricane Ian, which hit Southwest Florida. Absolutely decimated Fort Myers and that whole area there. They're still in a massive, my folks live in that area. They're still, they can't get into their condo. They're still in massive recovery. Then there was another one about a year ago. The nature of having you know basically three borders that are all water, mm-hmm. people wanna live on the coasts, all of those things. It's messy related to insurance here that is 100% true. Your issue as uh, from the libertarian perspective is okay, can the government do absolutely anything when it comes to setting prices and helping companies? I'm I'm very sympathetic to that argument. I don't know that the government does anything well. I think if there is a government that does something well, yeah. It is Florida. I mean, we rebuilt that. That's exactly.
1: Prior to the show, bro, I I was I was honest to God telling my partner this is like. But is DeSantis the exception to the rule? Generally, I would say no, because I feel like it's all or nothing for a lot of these things. But I I would be interested to see. Again,
0: let me let me tell you something. Yeah, go like, Change my mind on this one. (laughs) No, no, I'll tell you something great about how he he might. If you were to trust a government official to do Mm. the right thing, that he might be the guy. So I was at on election night. I was I was with DeSantis's team when uh, you know he won by that twenty points and all all that great stuff. And uh, we were broadcasting from there that night. And a guy came up to me in the hallway and he said, "Ah, Dave, I'm a big fan. I want to tell you a great story about about the governor." I said, "Go ahead." He says, uh, "I'm a I'm a contractor in uh, Southwest Florida, and when the hurricane hit, you know, they blew up it blew apart the Sanibel Causeway. It's about a three yeah. mile bridge that has a couple little barrier islands that it jumps to get across." Yeah. That thing, it would have taken the federal government like four years to rebuild that thing. He said DeSantis got down there two days later, he got all the electricians, all the contractors, all the government people, whoever they could grab. He said, what do you need me to sign to get out of the way so you guys can rebuild this thing? They rebuilt it in three Three weeks weeks, and I I drove over it about a month later, right? Mm -hmm. And me and my dad, and I've been going down there since, since I was born, literally, since I was born. My grandma had a place there from before I was born. We drove over, it. you couldn't even tell which the new sections were versus the old sections. That's how well they did it. I mean, it was absolutely extraordinary. They're still working on stuff, but the point is if they're There is never going to be a politician that is going to be the perfect politician for a libertarian, right? Like, all libertarians love Javier Malay right now. Let
1: me me put it this way. I am a conservatarian. I still have conservative values that I do believe, but to protect said conservative values, it requires less federal government involvement. That's why I believe in the separation of church and state. It protects all religions, all religions. So people hear that, and instinctively they turn off. It's like, you hate Christianity. It's like, no, it's actually the opposite. It protects us, It, It, you know. But to, to make that argument to a I'm lot of people you, that are just deaf in the ears to that, they don't want to hear these arguments. It's like, look, this is actually very beneficial for you and your positioning, and you, you refuse to acknowledge that. And it, it's like, how do you convince these people? But I, I do like what DeSantis has done in Florida. Even our governor, Greg Abbott, who is not the best. I mean, he's, he's better than most. I will say this. We could do a yeah. lot better. But it seemed like Greg Abbott was also uh, kind of mirroring DeSantis there for a little while in terms of lockdowns and stuff. We locked down in Texas, not for long, but we did lock down. I was happy to see that... Um, be in reverse. But I do want to talk about, <clears throat> um, I want to talk about the, the, the where do you see the GO, the GOP going after this? Because a lot of Republican voters are losing faith in Republicans by and large, our Republican representatives out there, because number one, the quality of candidates that we are putting up there, it seems like, and this is why I take the position of it's people are gonna call me a never Trumper now, I voted for him twice, but it's like, I am tired <laughs> of the- That's not good the, enough, man. I know, apparently I should have been to Mar-a-Lago, kissed the ring and pledged my undying fealty to God Emperor Trump, and it's like, Omnius Deus, Dale Trumpo, I don't know, it's whatever. <laughs> but uh, what I've seen though is in the ushering in of performative politicians with the likes of the Lauren Boberts, the Marjorie Taylor Greens, the Anna Paulina Luna's, who I know personally. And when I see these people now in Congress, I don't see constitutional values being pushed. I see more of Trump loyalist values being pushed. How does that reflect the voter base? So with that being said, where do you see the GOP going in say the next 10 years, where where do you see it going?
0: Well, uh, first I'll tell you where I'd like them to go. And then I'll tell you where I think they're going to go. So where mm-hmm. I'd like them to go is go to a little more of a place that you're describing, go to a little more of a libertarian minded. We're just not going to screw things up too much. Yeah. We're going to try to do the things that we were supposed to do, like protect the border, right? Um, we're not going to get involved in every facet of your life. We're, we're going to ease out of uh the culture wars in that we're going to fight them when it's appropriate so like when what DeSantis did with Disney was a freaking win yes, and then yes. it's ironic that now you know the the Trumpers are always going after DeSantis over Disney and and Nikki Haley went after him over Disney and freaking Pence went after him over that but he beat Disney and they crawled back on their knees and all he did was actually he used government power to do the most libertarian thing possible which was even the playing field yes. because they had they had special I, I rights, know. Right? When people
1: were making that argument, it's like, I thought you were against government involvement. It's like, technically, what DeSantis did was a libertarian move of saying, oh, by the way, you're not getting states protection. You're like you on your own. That's how a yeah. free market should be. So it's kind of like I'm people- I'm fairly they,
0: certain that yeah. Disneyland and SeaWorld and Gator World are all in the same business, and you shouldn't have one special set of rules for one guy and then I be agree. excluding the other guys. You even the playing field. That's agree, the libertarian yeah. thing. Yeah. But I think the, the road that the, that the Republicans should go is we believe mm-hmm. in law and order, We believe in states' rights, the founding of the country is good, like the basic stuff. And then we're gonna fight for low taxes and then we're gonna fight the culture wars appropriately. It is important to fight the woke on race and it is important to fight them on gender and all of this nonsense. But all of these people that you described as like kind of the performative politicians, it's like, this is not helping us. We will end up in a freaking idiocracy clown show forever. That's what it feels like, Dave. That's exactly
1: what it feels like when I go up there and I see... I can't tell you how many times I get sick of seeing Zuckerberg drug before Congress to answer some Republicans <laughs> to get a sound bite. And it's like, oh, we scored on him. It's like, but nothing changes. Doesn't matter. Doesn't, Doesn't matter. matter. Nothing changes. And people get so, it's bread and circuses. It's its its the classic Romanesque appeal of like, here's the bread and circuses, but policy-wise, we're not doing anything. It's literally, well, and then back in 2016, 2018, we had control. Nothing, the, a sec, Article 230 or Section 230 got brought up yeah. in, in terms of internet uh, censorship. What happened? Zero, Dave. Zero things happened. So then when Trump wants to go crying about all the censorship on Twitter, it's like, bro, you had the opportunity. You had the opportunity to push for fairness. And then the Twitter files break and you see that the federal government was paying millions. It's like, okay, then by that by that logic, you are now a proxy employee of the government. So you have to respect the First Amendment right. If you weren't, you can do whatever you want. You're a private, you're a privately owned corporation. But- when we had control, we did nothing. We were promised all of these things, and I, I chalk it up, and you can you give me your piece on this. I chalk it up primarily a lot, by and large, to voter ignorance. When a politician oh, yeah. makes you a promise, you've got to know how the system works to say, wait a minute, how are you going to make this happen with congressional approval? Where are you getting the funds from? Who's in control of the House? And people don't ask these questions. So when these politicians come out there, they bank on voter ignorance to make these promises. They damn well know they're not gonna keep.
0: Not only are they not gonna keep them, they don't have the means to do it. They'll just print money if they have Mm. to or they'll steal money from some to give to others or anything else. But like the cliche answer on what you're asking is kinda like why people say you'll either believe in God or the government. Because what, what the government has done through years and years of really bad education is create a situation that people think the government exists to help them, but it yeah. doesn't really. Yeah. And our founders knew that. The government exists primarily to protect your God-given rights. It didn't give you those, God, those rights. Yeah. Those, are, those are innate human rights. It can protect them. Uh, but people think, oh, the government is supposed to give me this handout, and the government is supposed to do this for me, and and the thing is, people end up voting for more and more of that. It's yeah. very rare that someone's like, oh, that guy's actually telling me the truth; he's going to do this. However, look what's going on in Argentina. Mm. Malay ran on mm. a complete, I am getting rid of government. I am mm. ripping up these departments. He he took you their saw his first I, act. Yeah, oh, like I love amazing. it. I think he took you, twenty-one government departments down to nine, bro. Copical. Did you did you
1: see that meme where it talks about like the guys like, "Lord, I see what you're doing for other people. I want some of that for myself." It's like yeah. I feel the same way. <laughs> Let's get a I'm I'm very I'm glad you brought him up though because I think yeah. he he presents a very very historically. Um, Example, a historical example of let's see what true, if it's true libertarianism, let's see what it can do. Because I, 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 I've been to Argentina. I love Argentina. I do. I do Argentine tango. I love tango dancing. And so in Buenos Aires, it's like the birthplace of tango. Yeah. So to go over there, it was at the time, this is the beginning of this year. It was 250 pesos to the dollar. Now it was upwards of 500 pesos to the dollar. They are in triple digit inflation. So when you've got Javier coming in there and slashing government uh, prices, and I remember going into Buenos Aires, there's this massive highway that goes through it on the the left you see the you clearly the economically downtrodden they're living in very poor conditions and then on the right you see the upper echelon the upper economic class they're living in nice buildings it's like just one highway is the dividing point it's like wow that's interesting but i want that see can only he-
0: last for so long right like that's why mm-hmm. you need a you need a strong middle class because mm-hmm. otherwise eventually the people will mm-hmm. Hop the highway and they will do bad things to those people in their nice <laughs> With houses. With poverty
1: comes up and in crime, yeah. But it, like, the point is, though, I'm interested to see what he does over there because I wish them nothing but success. I hope they get it. I hope he he makes good on his promises because I think if Republicans in America and, and Democrats, let's be honest, if they see what libertarianism is – to, to, to hopefully lift Argentina. It's going to take some time. You know, you have to reverse a lot of these policies. It's kind of like, you don't just get instant change overnight. We're going to have to see the economy slowly take some, some other hits, but if they can make massive changes over there, think what good that could do in America. Think what good libertarian-ish policies could do in America.
0: Well, sort of what you're describing in some ways is the difference between Trump and DeSantis, right? So now DeSantis obviously is not a perfect libertarian. I, again, yeah, I don't know yeah. that that perfect libertarian exists. There's, there's no, well, I, let's talk, uh, uh, Rand Paul? Yeah, yeah, within reason. I mean, yeah, sometimes yeah. he votes for things that he's not thrilled to vote for or yeah. he'll ask for receipts. But no, if you ask me who's the most libertarian member of the Senate, obviously it's him. Who do Thomas I like Massey's in the Senate? Thomas Massey's been most doing pretty good. Obviously oh, who? Thomas Massey. No, it and did, Massey I, Massey I like he, a lot. Didn't he just but endorse he's DeSantis? Well, Congress, I, yeah, think but did, he's, I think he's going to today. He I don't said know, Iowa. I saw
1: that. I was like, uh, I think
0: that's Because I know Vivek. Isn't Vivek campaigning there still? Or did he move on? I'm not sure if he moved on. But if if Massey's endorsing someone, I'm 99.999% yeah. sure it's going to be DeSantis. That's a true However, endorsement. But what you're describing there is actually sort of what I think the option is right now between Trump and DeSantis. It's like, if DeSantis gets in, maybe he can't clean up the federal government the way he's cleaned up Florida, but there's every reason to believe that he will try to do so, yeah. that he can associate himself with the right people, that his hiring will be right, that when he gets up there, he will tell you what he believes and try to accomplish it, that he has an incredible track record. I've never seen a politician in my life that has said, this is what I'm gonna do. He's yeah. gone ahead and done all of it and then gone on to do more things. So that's yeah. one version. and, and you. Again, from the Libertarian perspective, you might go, OK, some yeah. of it is not stuff I yeah. want to be done. But yeah. but here's that. That's the case for him. Right. No side. It's not shield, a zero. No num game. Yeah,
1: it's not a zero sum game. You're going to have to make. Yeah. I, I get it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so there's no drama, all that stuff. Now, the, the media will try to make drama because he'll be a Republican accomplishing things, so they'll say horrible things about him and all that. Well, but, look what but, CNN did.
1: I think CNN was trying, I'm sorry to keep cutting you up, but you're making some really good points here. Look what CNN's trying to do. They're trying to position themselves now to where way they understand you need conservatives. You've got to have conservatives. 50%, let's just say 50%, 50% split to Democrats. Their ratings have been horrendous. They they launched oh, yeah. their CNN Live app. It tanked after a month. They were trying to compete with the likes of Fox. But I thought it was interesting how CNN is hosting this town hall. It's like, mm, are you trying to get go to the conservatives again because you realize your business model, you need us
0: at some point they need more viewers, right? So mm-hmm. they will be more than happy to put DeSantis on every now and again. Yeah. They'll talk shit about him all day long and try Did to undermine his campaign at every moment. Yeah. But if they have to yep. throw him a bone so <laughs> that people don't think that they're purely partisan or purely evil, they will do that. That's, that's one of the great tricks <laughs> yeah, of the system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like um, see it Clinton
1: news networks. Like, yeah, they're, they're, they're not biased whatsoever. Was-
0: <laughs> no, not at all. But okay, so you have, we, we have a rough vision of what the DeSantis uh, administration could look like. And then the other version is what you laid out, that there will just be this kind of dog and pony show with Trump. First off, he has at max one term. He will be embroiled in a whole bunch of stuff. By the way, I think all of that stuff is completely unjust and is a huge problem, except I think DeSantis is the one that can solve that freaking problem by actually draining the swamp and and disassembling some of the the three letter agencies and going in and hacking away at the Department of Justice and the Department of Education and everything else. I don't think Trump can do it. People don't, nobody wants to work for Trump anymore. He burns every freaking bridge while demanding you stay loyal to him. These are all true things that again, I've. I've met the guy, I've spent time with the guy, I've interviewed the guy, I don't think he's the devil, I don't have Trump derangement syndrome. Uh, He would certainly be a better president, I suppose, than Biden, because you don't know what the hell's going on with Biden. The point is, we might just be, this was the point, we might just be in the show must go on version of democracy, where none of it really works anymore. So the only thing that can keep us united is the show. So we can go basically from tragedy to, to COVID, to war, to whatever. But you need some through line for that. You need a story through that. And Trump is the greatest story through that. So the system, in a weird way, needs Trump. So on one hand, MSNBC will tell you he's the devil, he's a fascist. He's He's getting ratings though. And they will talk about him all day long. DeSantis is the antidote to that because they don't know what to do with him. Wait a minute, a Republican who has three kids, who has a beautiful wife, we haven't been able to find out if he ever cheated on her and he does what he says in Florida. We know it's flourishing. We lie about it all the time. Yeah. Blah, blah. And they don't know what to do with that. Cause he's not good for, he's not good for the show. Mm-hmm. And I think for anyone watching this and us included, you have to decide, do you want the show or do you want the, 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 this is the chance. This is basically the last chance that we have. And again, if it does not go well, I'll lick my chops on uh, yeah. January 8th and, and I'll move forward. But yeah. They're oh, the there, there's definitely
1: one of those things. It's like people are like, are you going to regret if DeSantis doesn't doesn't win? It's like, no, I think that he is the most conservatively aligned politician that we have on the right. I'm never going to sit there and regret who my endorsement went to. It's like now the other thing is I will not be voting Trump even if he secures the primary. I'm not going to do it because people say, it's like, well, don't you want to beat the left? It's like, OK, so if we go by policy, Trump's policies are very, he's a Clinton era Democrat. Why am I going to vote for a Democrat to beat another Democrat? democrat that doesn't make sense to me because again the attacks on the second amendment the marxist support that he's talking even with the blm which technically wasn't a blm endorsement he thought it was he thought it was he thought it was was or whatever he does yeah but that that showcases another flaw in trump's personality which is that if you kiss the ring if you flatter him he will welcome you into the inner circle whereas then it's like no you can accept the flattery but you're gonna be i'm gonna keep you at arm's distance because i don't trust you i don't like what your organization has been about i still look at the january 6th incident i don't blame trump for that that i'm as much as I don't like Trump, that was not his fault. It was a stupid move to walk your people in there to put him next to gasoline, next to a fire. It, it wasn't smart. I've had Dan Crenshaw on the show. We both have military backgrounds with security as well. It's like, that was a trap. Nancy Pelosi set a trap. They knew that was going to happen, and they walked right into it. That's another yeah. massive thing of towards leadership. It's like, look, there could be some 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 issues over there. Don't go down there. But anyway, with Trump, though, um, the January 6th people, I've interviewed a few of them. And Dave, like, their lives are ruined. People that weren't even in the Capitol have ankle bracelets on. They couldn't go get jobs to pay for the legal defense to fight the federal government. But where was Trump? There was nothing uh, done for these people. I'm
0: told he's a billionaire. How much money has he put up Brother, for their legal defense?
1: When Kamala Harris, who polled at less than 1% in the DNC primaries, and we all know why she got the spot. It was intersectional politics at play again. But when she goes out there and she's fundraising for the people burning down these cities and it's like, well, at least they have loyalty to a degree. But then you look at the J6ers and it's just kind of like, my God, man, the people are literally going to jail for Trump and they go in getting the cuffs thrown on them saying, all hail emperor Trump. It's like he abandoned you.
0: Explain this to me. The grifter class that you just described, they've made an awful lot of money talking about this stuff. I don't know how much have they, how much have they put to their legal fund? So I'm, I'm totally with you on that. I'm totally with you on that. Look, I think it'll present an interesting situation. If it ends up being Trump and DeSantis, Uh, you're going to have an awful, uh, sorry, if it ends up being Trump and Biden, Biden, you're going to have an awful lot of people. We just described sort of the Democrats who are realizing the insanity of the Democrat party. They're on their way right now. Yes. yes. Now you may think, you may think that the way people talk about Trump is unfair and uh, Trump derangement syndrome and all that, but whether you like it or not, there is a huge amount of people who will never vote for Trump. Those people will vote for DeSantis. How do I know that? I live in Florida where I meet them every single day. Lifelong Democrats who have moved down here, my new neighbors, everywhere in this freaking state, who have said I've never voted for a Republican before? I woke up during COVID, and they're the—they're actually the most Republican Republican you can get because they know that the taste of freedom. Yeah, they're man. actually more red pilled than the average Florida man who was just living his life, right? You know, wrestling a, a gator with a cigar in his mouth. He was just going along with life. These people are like, holy shit, freedom in Florida saved me. They will vote for Desantis. The the you know Trump has a huge problem with middle class and upper middle class women. They don't like the grabbing by the pussy, blah, blah, blah. And again, you could say all that's bullshit and Bill Clinton was a rapist and okay, fine. What about? They are not gonna vote for Trump. When they see DeSantis out there with Casey DeSantis Mm -hmm. and the three kids, they're like, all right, maybe he's a little more extreme on abortion than I'd like, but he's a decent guy, I could vote for him. So the problem with Trump just at a numbers level is if we're to believe the last election was roughly true, and I guess he doesn't believe it, not you know whatever. But if we're to believe it was roughly true, Biden got 82 million votes, Trump got 75. Who's the new Trump supporter? They don't really exist. DeSantis basically has unlimited upside. Maybe yeah. maybe it doesn't happen again, but there's a chance that it could happen, mm-hmm. and and the negatives just aren't as high with him. That's a fact.
1: People talk about the election, and it's just kind of like, how did Biden get that many many votes? And it's like, I don't think you realize. We have to go back to the last four years under Donald Trump. The press unfairly scrutinized this guy to such an nth degree. It was all bad faith argument. There was, you, I, I tell this joke so many times. It's like the Trump and Pope, the Pope were on a yacht and along comes a breeze and it blows the Pope's hat off, falls into the water. And Trump's like, whens it your holiness. And he jumps off the yacht and he runs across the top of the water, grabs the cap, runs back to the Pope says, here you go, your holiness. And the next day, CNN runs a headline that says Trump can't swim. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how much good you yeah, do. Yeah. They will never be satisfied yeah. because they they understand to their viewer base, they've demonized Trump to such an extent there's no going back. There's no reversing course on that. So it's not that Joe Biden got that many votes. It's that Trump brought out that many people against him due to the unfair coverage of the press. I will at least admit that to be true. But I right. do well, want to ask of course, and, and look.
0: You also have to acknowledge they'll do much of that with DeSantis, but he will not do give you th- them as much I fuel.
1: I don't think they will. Well, I no, think they will. They,
0: you think so? It's the nature of the press. He's a Republican. He's bad. So they'll say he's a fascist. They'll say he's a Nazi. You know, he'll be Trump. Well, yeah. They'll even say, you know, I was teasing this out a year and a half ago, well before DeSantis was running. I always kept saying, well, they're going to say he's Hitler plus yeah. because he's going to be – Trump, you know, it's going to be he's a Republican, yeah. so he's Trump like Hitler, but he's going to be the competent Hitler, one. Yeah. So he's going to be super Hitler. So they will do, <laughs> they will do all of that shit. Super Hitler. Did yeah, super Hitler over here. Yeah. That one was pretty good.
1: That's um, a new one. Save that for this. That's yeah, great. Uh, super
0: uh, Hitler DeSantis. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, yeah but, no, you're right so there because he's more effective. Yeah.
0: The point is they will do some of that with DeSantis but he will not hand them the red meat all the time that yes. that Trump hands them. Yes. And and you know I'm I'm a firm believer that the truth the truth really will set you free. It sounds cliché but it mm. is true. Mm. And because of that if he governs competently, if he hires good people around him, if if he keeps it as tight and clean as it's been and it's, if he lives as the good public servant that he has been I think more people will eventually see that over time. The mainstream media does not have the the grapple over our minds the way it used to.
1: No, that's that's definitely for sure. Because again, you, we've seen we're CNN and CNN being one of the worst ones out there as far as propaganda. Fox, n- not much different, but I wouldn't say as polarizingly different, but. The same thing. I do have to ask you this question. This is from my partner Josh. He said, "Do you should people be more concerned with the Trump legal issues? Where do you see this going as far as some of his legal issues? You know, he's facing a, a lot, of, uh, uh, lot of well, in more court.
0: concerned. I mean, I think I think well, for the you know the New York case, I don't. It's still going on, I suppose. But mm-hmm. that's a that's a civil case about his business dealings, and it sounds like it's complete BS from yeah. everything I've heard. I mean, yeah. they're basically arguing with him over property appraisal values as if he inflated them to get bigger loans. But anyone mm-hmm. that's bought a house knows." That's not how it
1: works.
0: I can't just walk into a mortgage, you know, a bank and be like, well, the house is worth 20 mil. Give me 18. I'll give yeah. you two and we'll yeah. figure this out. Like, no, they have appraisers. So yeah. so a lot of that sounds like nonsense. Yeah. Um, I think some of the federal stuff and some of the document stuff. I mean, I, they have audio of him basically telling a campaign donor yeah. uh, that he's showing them things that they're not allowed to CNN see now,
1: reporters, now, no less. There were CNN reporters there as well. It's like, you know, I didn't I didn't technically declare I should be shown it's like, ah. Uh... <laughs> Look,
0: I would say it this way. I think that this is clearly all political. And if he wasn't Mm -hmm. running, they wouldn't be doing this. And in some ways they're doing it because they wanted him to run so that they could keep the drama going. That's that's sort of what I was referencing before of the show must go on. Um, But at the same point, he obviously is sloppy. Uh, He obviously doesn't have the best legal advice. He obviously goes on TV shows and says things that he's not exactly supposed to say if you were in the midst of these things. That doesn't make any of it just. But yeah. I think sort of it's one of those situations where it's like two things could be true at once. So my preference would be that all of the all of that nonsense is dropped, and we just have a clean primary. Uh, but he's not even giving us a clean primary because the guy won't debate. He's barely campaigning, yeah. and he's running off of uh, you know off of polls that are that are ridiculous.
1: America, specifically Republicans, it's like every election cycle we have to learn a very hard lesson, and I think this one right here. Uh, after the general or excuse me, after the primary, it's going to be that we should never have trusted the polls to begin with. Uh, if you look at uh, all these polling stations, they poll less than a thousand people. The New Hampshire poll got released by that Edison, Ed- Ed- Edison College it was. I looked at their polling uh, graphic or their their data and you can go to the website and you can see this for yourself. They polled in a state of 1.3 million. They polled 917. Nine hundred seventeen yeah. people. That's yeah. your accurate representation. That's your data, and people buy this. So even Trump said that they're suppression polls. We've known this. So it's like they give you the key. They give you the uh, the uh, the um, the cheat sheet to the encoding machine, and say, "Look, this is what we do." And then they turn around and they do it, and nobody calls them on this. So it's like when you say something, when I say something, when anybody says it, oh, it's just Trump derangement syndrome. It's like, look, here is the data from the horse's mouth, go see for yourself. And what they don't seem to get and what I try to explain to them is like, look, this transcends Trump. This transcends DeSantis. This is for elections moving forward in the future and forever. You cannot trust the polling. The polling is going to make you lazy. It's going to discourage you. But people want to adopt it to say, and even DeSantis' team, not uh, I see a lot of his supporters like, DeSantis jumped in the polls. Like It doesn't matter. You've got to get it in your head. Whatever numbers you see, there is a reason they're putting those numbers up there. There's an ulterior motive, and it's not for truth. It's not to expose truth. It's to favor somebody. That's
0: all Look, there is. Look, I did I did the same dive on the last Trafalgar poll, mm-hmm. which was the poll that qualified everybody for that last debate. Mm-hmm. They polled about 100,000 people with a 1.4% response rate. That means they got <laughs> 1,000 responses. They got 1,084 responses. So think about that. They call 100,000 people, Ninety-nine thousand ah. people ignore them. They over five days, they get one percent of people to respond, and then they say that's a legitimate poll. So, look, we will yeah. see. Is there any high chance in hell? Even if Trump wins Iowa, he's going to win by fifty points. No effing yeah. way. Yeah. It's it's complete nonsense. But. If we're gonna do this by polls, it's like, all right, so let's not even have elections. We'll just have polls and let's not have debates. We'll just have people who decide when they're gonna run for president and what their ideas are and why have elections? Why should we think about any of this stuff? So we're in a very dangerous territory uh, with all of that stuff. All of that being said, I think that one criticism you could lay at the feet of DeSantis or the campaign is that, and I don't even know what the answer to this would have been. I don't know what the antidote would be. I don't know how you could have dealt with Trump differently, but clearly Trump Clearly Trump's salting the earth so that so many people, everywhere I go, people are like, I, I, I love DeSantis, but is there a chance? Like Trump has really convinced, and the Trump machine and the grifter class and all mm. that stuff, they've convinced all these people that DeSantis can't win. So then eventually he, you just decide not to vote or you're not that yeah. enthusiastic or you don't tell anyone else that you're actually gonna vote for the guy and then they don't think anyone else is gonna do it. So I will give a lot of credit to Trump for that. He has fought this thing like a, like an evil MFR. Yeah. And and maybe it will work. And I don't I, I just don't know. Do you know, like what would have been the antidote? People, when people are like, oh, DeSantis didn't run a great campaign. It's like, what else could he do? He told the truth. He got out there. Yeah, he, he went to all ninety nine counties in Iowa. Like you're asking him to slay the Trump dragon. I, I, I don't know what that is. I, I honestly don't know what that is.
1: I think step one. And I, I can't blame the DeSantis campaign. They, they did their announcement launch uh, on Twitter. Which yep. I thought to me it's kinda like I, I can respect the fact that you're trying new things. I, I like that. I like I like the ingenuity behind that to say let like, let's 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 push into other alternative ways to reach potential voters. I do respect that. I wouldn't have started with that. I would have tried to make maybe uh, if you've got Elon in Twitter space. Um, I would have been like, let's sit down with an interview and let's make the mm-hmm. announcement there with Elon. And, you know, I don't know if Elon's going to support uh, DeSantis. I'm not sure. I, I would imagine he would. I have no idea. But the point is, though, we can we can look at a lot. I
0: think if it gets to tec- Texas, he will vote for him. If they're both oh, yeah. still in it by the time it gets to Texas, uh, I unfortunately, guess it'll be February or I
1: think, or I think yeah. Texas has gone the way of Trump. Greg Abbott's endorsed him. A lot of our people have endorsed him. So
0: Oh that but, might be but I think Elon himself yeah. if he publicly says what he's oh, yeah. going to do. I mean he's he's mm-hmm. already flat out said he's not going to vote for Trump yeah. and he has previously tweeted support for DeSantis. There's no reason to think that he wouldn't vote for DeSantis. And yeah. obviously he's not afraid of doing things that you go know go run cons contrary to public yeah. that's yeah. <laughs> the so one
1: thing I do respect about Elon for that. Um, no, to the other point though it's like DeSantis is definitely I like how Jake Tapper number 1 I will say the town hall last. Did you catch it by any chance? Okay, I did. I did. Yeah, I think Jake Tapper did a pretty good job. Uh, I'll I'll give credit where it's due. I think CNN did a very good town hall. I think the questions weren't leading. They were fair. I, I love the fact that they brought up the fracking. I was like, because DeSantis needed time to go in depth on this question mm-hmm. and give a very good explanation without Nikki Haley yelping in his ear like a little harpy saying, frack the Everglades. It's it's like, it's not that simple, Nikki, and you know this. So I, I like that he was given time to break down a lot of these answers. Um, but I will give credit to CNN that they did a very good town hall. Uh, there, there wasn't misleading questions. Yeah, I thought it was just questions. fine. Yeah.
0: I thought it was just fine. You know, Tapper, a yeah. lot of people give sh- Tapper more shit than they give the other guys because Tapper is kind of decent. Yeah. So th- there's a weird thing with him where it was like when when Stelter was on or oh, Jim head, or Don guy, Lemon. Oh my God, yeah. It's oh. like you guys are awful. We know you're awful. Nobody's pretending. Tapper has this odd thing yeah. where he get he. You could tell he's not a bad person. He's trying sort of to do something good in a very corrosive system, yeah. and he gets some things right, but then he'll do like the complete reverse. <laughs> So that's why in some ways he's the most infuriating, because you're like, dude, you don't have brain damage, so c- like, could we get a little consistency here? Well, he knows which side he's on,
1: though, so it's yeah. like, yeah. I think a lot of these people, like, they know. They know what they're a part of. They know the dishonest media that of they they, they, they represent. So it's just kind of like, I, I feel bad. I, actually, I don't feel bad. They do this of their don't own for Don't I don't, no, 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 no. It's like, you get paid him. good we'll money to be a show. just fine. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's just like, you, you know the cogs in their head, it's like, they go home at night and they Pour a stiff drink. It's like, huh. so this is what it's like without a soul. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, like, fair enough. So I, I do have to give massive respect to independent creators such as yourself and the rest of them that uh, that we stay true to our, our roots. Like, look, you're not gonna like what we like. Uh, I think at the end of the day, man, when we get older, I I was reading a lot of the meditations of Marcus Aurelius and there was a quote in there. He talked about that, you know, I'm paraphrasing. It just said that, you know, at the end of the day, the things that don't matter, don't matter. Picture yourself already dead and live the life that you have remaining in that kind of mental capacity. I like that. So it's like, if I die tomorrow, man, I want to be remembered with being like John Burke was an asshole, but he was an honest asshole. He's going to say the things that you don't like to hear. But, but with not the intent of saying I'm doing it because you don't, but it's saying like, look, this is a hard truth that we have to accept. We have to, we have to fight for these principles because if we don't, we're going to go the way of the dodo bird and people just don't want to hear that kind of stuff. They don't like having, and this is the one thing I will give Trump. I want to go back to, we talked about as far as how DeSantis should have fought it. If I was on Trump's team, his, 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 uh, his PR team, I would have said, first and foremost, do not, do not acknowledge Ron Ron DeSantis. Because what you're doing is you've got this massive spotlight. You own the GOP. You are the figure of the GOP. If you take the spotlight and you give it to somebody else in the form of an attack, you're shifting it. You're giving him attention. I do not feel DeSantis would be nearly as popular as he is right now had Trump not attacked him. If Trump would have let him do his own thing... I think Trump would have dominated the news cycle. DeSantis wouldn't even be a name out there in Trump's mouth. But what you do, though, is when you attack these people, people are kind of like, oh, yeah, I was like, but who is this guy? And then you start seeing DeSantis making his positioning known more and more and more. He's on the debate stage. And Trump gave him that platform. It's like from a tactical positioning, I would never have acknowledged I was like,
0: let him go. You know, I'm actually not sure about that because I think what Trump, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm just not sure. Let's do it, Dave, let's do it. Let's fight, let's have it out. Here we go. Finally, finally. finally. (laughs) Well, because the thing is, it seems to me that I think there was right before DeSantis announced Trump announced very early on. Yeah. Before DeSantis announced, there was this real feeling like ah, maybe we it shouldn't be Trump. I, I was going all over the place, traveling all over the country. My audience was huge Trump people, and I still yeah. have a lot of those people. But everywhere I was going, everyone was kind of like, ah, we're over it. Like, is DeSantis yeah. going to run? Yeah. I think Trump saw DeSantis as the threat, and then he just oh, went. Yeah. He just dropped oh. nukes on him, nuke yeah. after nuke after nuke after nuke. You could, you could reverse this and go, well, okay, so who does he think is the threat? It's like, it's obviously DeSantis, because you're supposedly up by 50 points and you're still going after him every day. Who do you not think is a threat? And it's Vivek, and why is that? It's a Trump well, surrogate. Vivek. Vivek is your surrogate. You, yeah. you, you may. I, you know, Vivek and I got into it on Twitter very early on because I said, "Look, it's fairly obvious you guys made some kind of deal." Vivek, you're going after DeSantis all day. You won't say anything mm-hmm. about Trump. And what Vivek, I think, very well, Vivek didn't do that silly. in the
1: debates. He, I, bro, I, I'm right there with you. I think because Vivek, we will never want He will never criticize Trump now that he's running. Prior to running, he did. He even wrote a book and criticized Trump. It, Vivek is big right. pharma bro, all the way. But the one thing I didn't, I didn't count on, which was going to these last debates. Vivek and DeSantis teamed up against Christian and Haley. I didn't see that coming. I've been sitting here waiting for when Vivek finally waits for DeSantis to turn his back and plunges the knife because I know it's coming. You're going to have to do it. This guy is running Trump nonstop. He won't come out and admit it. He says, you know, Trump's the best guy, best president of our lifetime. It's like, okay, fair enough. Then why are you running? Why are you running against him?
0: Well, that, right. So that's the thing. So mm-hmm. Vivek is obviously brand building for something after this, either Future a media career, career. Yeah. or a Senate run, or maybe yeah. he wants to run for president in 2028. But I think one of the problems with him, even though he does a lot of good stuff, you know, he calls out the moderators and everyone's like, holy cow, it's great. And then a minute later, he's like, Chris Christie, you're fat. And it's like, (laughs) dude, like control this a little bit, a little Uh, bit, you know? He does. He Even does. though I can appreciate the off the cuffness and all that. Oh, and by the yeah. way, that you know, look, DeSantis is not great at that. But again, do you want you want an entertainer or yeah. do you want a, a good president, yeah. a, a good chief executive of the country? I, you know, it's obvious was, what you and bro, I. want
1: I was tweeting at Christina Pushaw, I was like, you've got to tell DeSantis stop with the fake smile. You can. find out it's okay because Trump does it a lot of politics. Because I prefer somebody instead of going like. It's like, okay, give me focus. Like, give me, give me, I'm ready to hear this and like blast you with it. like, so he's actually worked on that. But DeSantis, you know, it's one of those guys, like number one, he's not charismatic. He's not entertaining. I don't care that's fine. His policies speak for himself. But that that speaks to the symptom our country is currently infected with is they want this. They want the politicians to be, again, yeah. the Roman emperors of like bread and wine. It's like, dude, I want you out of my life, but supporting policies that allow me to have more decision making power, more of my own taxpayer money in my pocket. And that's why I do like DeSantis. But yeah, you know, the, the, the smiling was kind of like, bro, you got to cut that. You got to cut I know.
0: that. It's, it's true. Here, I'll tell you a DeSantis story that he would not even tell himself, but it'll show Show you the good, that fun side of him. Yeah. So one night yeah. uh, about a year ago, this is before he was running for president, there was some uh, event somewhere in Miami and there's like an after drinks thing, about 50 of us in there. Uh, and Casey comes up and the governor has a whiskey, I'm having some tequila, she comes up and she says to me, uh, she's like, ah, this is, uh, this is date night for, for me and the governor. And uh, and I looked at the governor and I go, well, looks like the governor is going to get laid tonight. And he put his hand up and we high fived <laughs> and he grabbed her and they walked out. And um, I was like, that's what people want to yeah, see. Absolutely, like yeah, the governor gets laid. Isn't that refreshing?
1: Wow, him and his wife have sexual affair. That's the, they have yeah. three kids, so apparently they're doing something, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah.
0: I said the governor is going to get laid. He's like, yeah, buddy. <laughs> So it's like, but, but that's the thing you have to remember the guy, you know, he's a, he's a Navy guy. He was a lawyer. He's, he's lived a good life by a certain code. And if you want him also to be a freaking sword swallower and a juggler and all of those things, you're probably not going to get that. And by the way, if we don't choose him, we'll get exactly what we deserve.
1: Bro, that's that's a scary thing. What does America deserve at this point? Because the way we've been voting, the way that it, it just blows my mind again, like we have the Mitt Romneys, we had the McCains, and then you look at the same people that are criticizing them. It's like, but the guy that you're wanting to vote for endorses these people. He gives them power. He gives them that um, Trumpianism validation, I guess, to where it basically, I mean, look what Trump's doing right now towards Ted Cruz. It's kind of like, Who are you endorsing? And it better be me, because if it's not me, I'm pulling the almighty endorsement of Trump and you're not going anywhere. That's dangerous. That's insanely dangerous. dangerous. And
0: Ted Cruz, you know, Ted Cruz is such a good dude. He really is. He's a good dude. He's fun. He's like, you know, he also is not the most charismatic. Okay, fine. He's been a pretty freaking good senator. And again, he's he's I, I just know him pretty well. He's a good man. And the idea that Trump is basically like, you will support me, otherwise I will turn MAGA on you and we'll get rid of you. Well, congratulations, Don. Then you're going to get a Democrat senator in Texas, and maybe that's what you want.
1: You're, you're going down a very, very interesting road there as far as uniparty because uh, it's one of these – I think it's all fiscal. I think it's all financially based. I think it's people wanting to cling to power to make more money. Did you see the most recent thing of Donald Trump's the, – the new NFT
0: mugshots? Well, I saw something this morning. What do oh you get? God, you get like an God, old brother. sock or something <laughs> if you buy it, too? You get his sock or you get a lock of hair? So here's the, <laughs>
1: it's, it it, it remains reminiscent of the old Catholic Church under the Martin Luther age of uh, buying these indulge, indulgences. It's like, you know, for three silvers, you can look at the skull of John the Baptist and no more purgatory for you. You go straight <laughs> to heaven. It's only three silvers. So but no, with Trump's NFT thing now as a capitalist. Brilliant move, brilliant move. Who? I mean, come on, I can't fault the dude. But it is a strictly, it's a businessman move. It's basically saying I'm gonna raise capital by using my face to pay for my legal bills. I can't, I can't fault the guy on that one. Yeah, but this yeah, yeah. is also a former president. It's like, oh my god. But in this NFT thing, uh, somebody had tweeted me out and said you need to read the fine print on this one. It's that if you buy so many of the NFTs, you could be entered. It's not guaranteed to get a piece of the suit. That he was indicted on. And I'm just like, this is the, bro, you you have to sit there and you just have to laugh at the. Ridiculousness of this! It's like, and the, aren't they also
0: be, selling one? If he he'll fart in a bag and you get it if you buy a certain. How amount is this of, any
1: different than the Belladaphine bath bathwater? It's like, and these these streamers, they call them titty streamers. It's kind of like I'll fart into a can, bottle it, and sell. And there's going to be a simp out there that will buy it. But what
0: what's so concerning? Wait, are they to me, really doing that? That was a fart in a bag. That seemed like a funny idea to me. Are bro, people it's really coming. doing
1: that? If they're not already doing it, it's coming. It's it's. I'm sure you could do it too. You've got probably loyal listeners like, you know, Dave could spit into a cup. I'll buy it. It's like, wow. None of my,
0: I'm looking at, no one in this room is interested in that idea.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's why I need to come work for you. I'll be your new. (laughs) No, but it's, 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 it's one of these things though, that, you know, you look at this at the, just, again, the insanity that has followed this. But yeah, the NFT, it it doesn't even guarantee you to get a piece of it. And also it's like $4,000 gets you dinner with Donald Trump at Mar-a-Lago. Pretty sure they're not going to cover the flights. And it's not a guarantee that you even get to meet him. It's that you'll probably be in the same room as him, but there are people, and this is the point that I was trying to make that when we are living in this age of just ridiculous inflation, um, you know, even my girlfriend. You know, we go to the store to buy groceries, and I'm, I won't even sit here and lie. We're doing very good financially. We're very blessed. Thank, thank God above. Shell Shock's doing wonderfully well, and it's that you look at. I have chickens that I raise now. I bought some some nice, land nice. to want to go out there and, and start to kind of like doing the. Uh, I'm not going full Alex Jones hoarding, but I do like the idea of growing your own food. As how you know, many chickens do you have, bro? I started with about seven, and they're the hardest things to raise because everything wants to kill them, to include yeah. my own dog. She's gotten like three of them. Um, so I'm learning, I'm you know I'm not Farmer John. I was raised in the, the, the part of Texas. It was like Friday night football, but I was a nerd, so I didn't play football. I just joined the army and killed people in the Middle East. That's what I did. So it's was kind of like, <laughs> yeah, I'm nice. still cool in my own way. I was lied to massively. But anyway, the point that I was trying to make though is that it comes off very tone deaf of Trump to be pushing this stuff on the people that are already living. I think it's like 68% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck and here you are saying here are these NFTs that we don't really know if there's going to be any longevity here they do sell out but it will will this be will these be assets that actually appreciate value i don't think they will be in the future i could be wrong on this but it comes across as very tone deaf to say like hey i know you're struggling but here's some potentially worthless picture of me that's gonna go for ninety nine bucks that you might be able to resell in the future. Not a guarantee. It's just, it's just, man. It I just, just yeah. seems
0: like more of the same to me. Like it's more of just like your eyes not on the ball kind of thing. Like I agree with you at the capitalism level. He's trying to raise funds for this mm-hmm. or that or the mm-hmm. other thing. Okay, fine. Like I don't begrudge you that. Yeah. But it just seems like oh, this is you're taking meetings about this. Like DeSantis. You think DeSantis is doing that? Mm-hmm. Like I just have no doubt. DeSantis wakes up every freaking morning, has a cup of coffee. And gets to it, and gets to it, and he's doing it until bedtime. Yeah. And 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 that is Especially again while what I want. While campaigning. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Incredible. Look, yeah. I, well, that's it. I've seen a couple of the, another uh, one of the things from the grifter class. Been like, well, he's supposed to be governor of Florida. Well, first off, that's how politics works. Yeah, everyone knows it. It's how it always works. But it's because he has built such a freaking airtight system here in Florida that everything is working. And when we had a hurricane while he was campaigning, he came back. Uh, after after October seventh, he immediately came back when there were a couple threats on some local temples and things. I went to an event that he was at that was two days later. Like he has been nothing. There's nothing that's not working here. No one's walking around going, "Boy, Florida's really gone to shit without this guy." Like <laughs> he he put up, he brought in the right people. We have a great you got Trump governor. living
1: there. So clearly, you're doing something, right? This is the greatest state ever. Now it's like, ah, oh, this state is so
0: horrible. It's like really,
1: you're still living there. Dude, no this is you're, the greatest but, but place you ever. A, my
0: dog killed a, a squirrel and an iguana within two minutes of each other the other day. I had a dead iguana and squirrel in his mouth. I was that, like, is the I weirdest, love that is the weirdest
1: humble brag I've ever heard in my entire
0: life. My dog kills a multitude of different species of
1: animals. It's great here. We've got crocodiles and Florida man doing their own thing. My dog's killing iguanas. No, I think it's also a testament to, and this is another thing that I, I do have to hold against Trump. It's who are you surrounding yourself with? When I look at the likes of Steve Bannon, whom he pardons him for the border wall nonsense, but then you've got people like Julius, Julian Assange, you've got Snowden, that it's like, look, these guys are classic whistleblowers. Now, I don't agree everything with Assange did because he got a lot of innocent men killed in the military, but someone like Snowden, it's like, why aren't you going to pardon this guy? You, you pardon Bannon. You surround yourself with the likes of degenerate Roger Stone, and I'm sitting here, a Mike Lindell, and I'm like, what do these guys have to do with policy? And I know Stone's got a history in this, and you know he's he's one of these he's blocked me as well on Twitter because I call that moron out for his nonsensical ramblings. But it feels like again he appointed General Miley. Miley is like one of these guys, and I don't use this term loosely. It's one thing I refuse to do on this show is like everyone's a Nazi. I don't I don't use those terms lightly. Miley should literally be tried for treason when you come out there and you go against Donald Trump. By the way, and say like if we were going to attack China, I would call you. That's treason. That's true because, you you know, Miley felt a a, chain of command. Miley felt the pressure or Miley felt more so how he thought the country was going to react. And he was like, well, I'm working for Trump, but the majority I feel are against him. Brother, when you're in that uniform, it doesn't matter. That's your commander in chief. You take your orders and you shut up and do what you're told to come out there and say that so blatantly. Dave, I, I, I did 13 years in the Army Infantry. That's one of those
0: things that, Dave, I'm not going to lie, when I heard that, I'm like,
1: what the fuck is going on? What is going on?
0: what that represents, you know this, what that represents is a total system collapse. Because oh once God, you allow yes. that, especially at the top levels, mm-hmm. once you say, well, I, you know, you got your reasons, to do the shit you gotta do. Which yeah. by the way, that same argument can be used against Assange. I guess I, I know that there's a lot more nuance. Yeah,
1: yeah, There's a lot
0: more nuance to that, so let's not even bother with that right now. It's for, We could do that a different time. Yeah. But th- the point is it represents a system collapse because a system only works if the pieces of the system believe in the system, right? Yeah. So You're once you have one mission, guy yeah. being like, I'm gonna do what I gotta do, well, then you're going to have low-level guys like, ah, why should I listen to the general? Why should I take this order? The chef's going to be like, yeah. well, why do I have to cook for these morons? And then next thing you know, yeah. the whole thing collapses. Republic. Yeah,
1: 100%. Yeah. But it, it just goes to show, though, that, okay, t- case in point, Junior Majewski is running out of Ohio. Junior Majewski and I, uh, I, I do not like this individual, uh, mainly because Junior Majewski, number one, he was endorsed by Trump. But he's running, you know, I would say he's running as a Republican, but if you get a Trump endorsement, that probably means you're, again, a, a uh classic, not even a classic liberal, whatever. But the point being, though, is that Majewski lied about his service. He misrepresented it. And I would never knock somebody that served this country. I don't care if you're a cook. Now, when you're in the service, you, you shit talk each other left and right. It's like, ah, oh, you're a friggin' cook, whatever. But you do understand there are, you know, you hit a certain level of maturity when you attain rank. It's like, look, we're all cogs in this machine and we, we feed off of each other. We have to have each other. You got to have the air support. You got to have the gun bunny artillery, guys. You got to have this. But with Murjewski, he was in the Air Force and he was a baggage loader in Qatar. And he said, I have the interview. I tweeted it. And he said, you know, he was doing this interview with a gentleman and he was talking about that you know, he said, did you serve in Afghanistan? He's like, yes, I did. He wasn't stationed in Afghanistan. He did not fight in Afghanistan. He was loading bags in Qatar in support of the war in Afghanistan, which is still commendable. I'm not knocking mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. but don't sit there and rep- misrepresent your service. But the thing that, that aggravates me about team Trump though, is that Merjewski got caught with stolen valor and they chalked it up to saying, well, this is just a leftist smear tactic. Brother, I will tell you this right now. I've worked with stolen valor a lot. When that accusation is launched at an actual military person or a veteran and that is a serious accusation that is a very serious in the veteran world and i tell people it's like those accusations don't just get pulled out of the ether Because people would say, oh, that's a lie. His DD-214 didn't reflect this. There were so many things he lied about. But the point that I'm trying to make is Trump camp have surrounded him now. It's like, oh, it's not true, it's not true. It's very true. So now what you've done is you've accepted someone that lied about their service, you've brought them into your fold, and now you want this guy in Congress? So if this guy will lie to you about his service, Dave, what won't he lie to you about? Because to a lot of us, that's a very precious, sacred thing, your service to your nation. Granted, it was an illegal war that many of us look back and say, mm, probably shouldn't have been there. Fair enough. But the fact yeah, but that he that lied about it. That's a separate yeah, issue yeah, yeah. altogether.
0: Yeah. Well, that also goes to the hiring thing that he's going to struggle with. Yeah. So let's say he becomes president. Mm-hmm. Like, you could just look at it. So now if DeSantis is president, do you think Elon might be like, hey, how can I help? What can I do? Let's figure out ways to operate together. You can get all of the best industry leaders. They're going to be like, oh, it's not going to be a problem to tie myself to this guy because he's not going to sandbag me. There is a chance. You know, he understands the world in a new way, blah, blah, blah. With Trump, it's like. These people aren't going to help him. No one will want to be close enough. You you will, you know, I can't say nobody. You will get a certain type of person that will want to be there. Yeah. Um, but those may not be the type of people that you want running the show. One of the massive, one of it the most massive
1: is. disappointments is Jack Sobisek. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm not trying to put you two against each other. He blocked me on Twitter as well. But the things that I see come across my timeline from people that do still follow him and he hasn't blocked yet it just, it's just massive lie after lie, bad faith, and it's like, dude, what are you doing? But that's what happens when you tie yourself into the identity of the politician you're paid to represent, now when they run contrary to the Constitution, and Jack was a Navy guy, and it's like, Jack, you know the Constitution, you swore an oath to it, so when the very same guy that you simp for attacks the Second Amendment and you say nothing, I'm, how can I trust you to give me truth in the future?
0: Right, well, that's why without going after him specifically, what I would tell you is what I said earlier, which is that that's what's been refreshing about supporting DeSantis, whether he wins or loses. We get to January 10th, whatever that whatever the date is of the caucus and it's mm-hmm. over, and if it did not go well and then three days later it's all over, it's like, all right, my integrity's intact, yeah. I believe that I did the right thing, yeah. and I'll figure out, You know, I'll have to adjust, how do I wanna do my show knowing that I'm not really into the candidate anymore? Do I wanna focus more on local issues? I'll, I'll think of all how to deal with all that. But, but no one will look at me. Well, I guess some Trump people might look at me and "Ah, look, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but big, it just doesn't fucking matter. I mean, it just doesn't matter. I have to do what I think is right. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not going to believe this. I had friends before all this and I'll still have friends after. So it's going to be okay. (laughs) And, and, and that's the thing. So when you see these other people contort themselves into crazy ways to defend things that they know are, are not defensible or to relentlessly lie about, as I said earlier, the guy that they all knew was the best guy we had a year ago, it's like, all right, everyone will have to make their judgment call on that, whether Trump becomes president or not.
1: What does the future for you look like? What, what, what is your, give me your five-year plan, here, if you even have one. What, what are you trying to yeah. accomplish? Are you, what about a political future, or do you want to stay commentating?
0: I, you know, mm-hmm. I think to whatever degree any of us can affect anything, like I'm doing it really well or within my means from this studio, which is in my house. I've built many of these studios oh, over that's the years. Awesome. I, I built- Good for you. Yeah. Good for yeah you. I mean, I built, I built locals, which merged with Rumble. So I've tried to help on the tech side. Mm. Um, I've got a beautiful team here. I love being in the free state of Florida. I don't see a real political, you know, I get asked about it all the time and, I could see maybe when I'm like, I'm talking late 60s or something being like, you know what, I don't need the daily grind. Like I could be the mayor of a small town, something like that, maybe. (laughs) Um, But I will tell you this, if, if DeSantis became president, and I got a call and they were like, Dave, you know, actually every other mm-hmm. Friday, we'd love somebody to run those press conferences. You know, uh, mm-hmm. let's say Christina's is going to do it for a while. Or we're going to get somebody. But they're like, you know, every other Friday, why do you come to D.C.? I don't want to live in D.C. So oh God, every God. other Friday, yeah. like if I was asked to serve in a, an administration that I believed in, mm-hmm. I would do my duty to the country without question. Um, but, but I've built something really beautiful here. I love, you know, I wake up every day and I'm blessed to do what I love I'm to do to connect with all <laughs> sorts of people. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing. I haven't even said this on my show yet, but I got such a, I had such a cool moment yesterday that I think we'll sum it up for you nicely. Okay. I got a text message in the morning from uh, from Bill Maher, and he said, uh, "and I you was did on real." Amazingly
1: time. well on that show, by the way. Oh, thanks, very thanks. well done. Very
0: well done. And I'm not I'm not name dropping for no reason here. I'm telling you something yeah, yeah. pretty cool. I get a text message from him, and he says uh, he says uh, Bob Costas wants your number, and uh, and I was like, "All right, cool. Give Bob Costas my number." My phone rings yesterday afternoon, and it's Bob Costas, greatest sports broadcaster for the last four decades in America, like legend of broadcasting. Yeah. And he called me up and he said, Dave, hey, hope you don't mind the call. I just want you to know, I, th- I think you're a really fine broadcaster and I appreciate what you're doing. And I and we talked for about a half hour. I was That's like, awesome. if you would have told me in 1992 that, that, that Bill Maher would have my phone number and Bob Costas would be calling me to say that I'm pretty decent at this freaking thing. Th- like that makes no sense to me. But anyway, that answers your question. Like I'm doing something that I think is good. I guess a few people think it's pretty good and I wanna keep doing that. And if I can affect things on the margins and not go completely insane, (laughs) that will be a life worth lived.
1: Brother, very, very well said. I was telling my friend that the other day is I literally get to wake up and complain on a microphone. I've got no reason. (laughs) I, you know, I'm very Most people just
0: complain without a microphone. I know, right? It's
1: like, and some reason people want to listen. I don't know, but I'm not going to question it. I'm going to thank the good Lord above. I'm in this position to helpfully. For me, it's just, I, I want to steer people back to the Constitution, to steer them back to understanding how the checks and balances system works because I'm still learning a lot about this myself. Like I didn't get heavy into politics in like 2015. I had just gotten out of the military and it was kind of like, maybe I should start paying attention to what's going on. And, you know, it's been a learning process for me as well, but it is, it's so wonderful to be able to sit there in this great, and as, as bad as is economy wise right now, but it's still the greatest country to live in because my God, dude, the fact that you look at places like Iran, I have a lot of Persian friends that have fled Iran and they're just like. The uh, attempted Iranian revolution not that long ago, where women didn't even want to wear the hijab, gunned down in the streets. Uh, my tango uh, instructor, she's from Iran. She's like, if I did tango over there, they'd execute me. It's like, oh, yeah. even to this day and age. So I'm still very thankful that America is still one of the greatest countries to, be on, to live in. It's, it's wonderful. But anyway.
0: Nobody ever leaves, dude. Nobody ever leaves. But they certainly
1: want to come here. <laughs> I want to come. Me, Dave, it does make you wonder, huh? I want to say thank you for. T- I know you're a busy guy. You know, oh, streaming pleasure, from man. your house, streaming from the studio in your house, While your guy goes and gets you your cup of coffee. That's <laughs> cup of coffee. <laughs> Watch Brother. this.
0: Watch this. Watch this. Give me. No. Uh, give me something. They're gonna spit something, right?
1: They're, they're gonna spit it. I hope they spit it. Me. <laughs> give me.
0: Look at this. Watch this. Anything could be handed to me at any moment. You never know what's gonna happen here at the Ruben Report. Look at this. What do we got? An electric fly swatter. Oh, there my God. Go. I've
1: got one of those in my house. Out in the country, they're freaking everywhere, brother. Dude, oh, my this God. Thing's fun. Is this that thing's to keep your fun. people in check? Is that to keep them in check?
0: Oh, yeah. Th- yeah, this has nothing to do with flies. This is just how I make <laughs> sure my guys do their job.
1: <laughs> I love it. Dave, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It has been an absolute honor. We'd love to have you back in the future.
0: John, anytime. And we will get you on Mm -hmm. the show. Maybe we do it. Maybe we'll do it right after Iowa just so we can do a recap together of just like, hey, maybe we're in a good mood. Maybe not. Let's see. Mm,
1: I will say. But brother, again, thank you so much. And to your studio team, thank them for uh, making this very seamless. You guys are incredible. Thank you so much, Dave. I
0: I won't electrocute them after, I guess.
1: Yeah, I think they've earned it. I think think they're good on this one.
0: (laughs) All right, brother. Take care. Thanks, man. All right.
1: That does it for the All American Savage Show studio. Appreciate Dave Rubin coming on today. It's been an awesome interview. Really good guy. I like, I like what he has to say there. All American Savage Show returns ah, tomorrow, 12 p.m. CST, right here on Rumble and Kick. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Do me a favor, hit that like button, leave a comment, share it, retweet it out at John Burke39.
0: You guys are awesome. Until next time, you stay savage, America.